Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. We are looking at 10 features, 10 characteristics that makes up the image, the content of the image of God in man. There are features that separated humanity from other animals, and there are features that actually liken humanity to God. And also, these are features that allow us to be able to do the work of ministry that God gave to humanity, for them to be able to have dominion, for them to be able to subdue the earth. And that the fact that this is at the same characteristic that the devil has been able to annex, as it were, to rule the world after he tricked the woman and after the fall. So these are the same features that now the the kingdom of darkness and the power of darkness are using to actually cause darkness and wickedness. So what, what we are doing as we look at this feature is number one, to see how this feature links us to God, to see what these features are, and also to see how those features have been perverted. Okay, so what we've done so far is that we have we started looking at the first feature, the fact that we can speak. So what we are going to do today is to conclude that and by the grace of God to go on to the second bit. Like I told you in the previous teaching, this apologetic press website, a lot of the teaching that I'm doing today, the materials is directly from there. They, they have an article, two of them really, titled In the Image and the Likeness of God. This portion of the teaching and some of the other teaching that we've made actually is related to the second part of this uh article. The first feature is our capacity, our ability to, to speak, the, our ability to speak and obviously and our ability to read. So we saw last week that the Bible or that the God that is revealed to us on the pages of the Bible is a speaking God. Now let's read Hebrews chapter 1. We didn't read this the last time. Let's read Hebrews chapter 1. We read verses 1 and verse 2. A God who has sundry times and in diverse manner spoke in time passed unto the fathers by the prophet, as in the last days spoken unto us in his son. The God of the Bible is a speaking God. God spoke in time past, different times, diverse manner. God spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophet. Then we read Psalm 33, verse 6 and verse 9. By the word of the Lord, what he heaven made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth, for he spake. And it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. So the God that is revealed to us on the page of, of the Bible is a God that speaks. And like we said, the phrase, and God said, was used about 10 times in Genesis chapter 1 alone. And obviously when you read the prophet over and over again, we'll talk about, thus said the Lord, and the word of the Lord came unto me. And we saw that God spoke to create. We saw that in Psalm 33 verses 6 and 9. And God also speak to communicate. We saw that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 23. So one of the things I want us to see is that as we read through the scripture, we see that God speaks to individuals. God speaks to groups. God speaks to nations. God is a God that speaks. And we saw that God also speaks to people face to face. Sometimes God speaks to people through angels. God speaks to people through prophets. In fact, in one cases with God, so that God spoke through the mouth of an ass. 
It is a God that speaks, but preeminently we see that God spoke to us through his son. In fact, his son is called the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Before we move on to the second place, I just want to now compare that with animal. No animal is capable of speaking in the manner in which humanity speaks. Now, it is true that some animals can be trained to speak some limited form of language, some, some limited form of word, but a couple of things separate even these from human being speaking. Number one, animals do not possess the anatomical ability to speak. We are fitted, we human beings are fitted anatomically to be, to be, to be able to, to, to speak. Okay. Our throat, our mouth, our throat, our neck, including our chest, we are fitted as it were with the instrument for phonation to be able to speak. And also the fact that we have a brain that can receive that information and interpret it. The meaning, remember what we said about speech and language, we make this funny sound and then we can actually transmit that into a language. And we have different languages. How do we separate between you speaking? You can perfectly be able to understand one language and you will be capable to understand another language. In fact, when somebody else speaking to you, it's like they're speaking in tongue and I'm going to come to that in a bit, okay? We have the capacity to, to be able to, to interpret language okay, all in our brain, okay, and that is an ability that animals don't have, even those that have been trained in, in a very stringent way to be able to say a couple of things. Animals do not possess the anatomical ability, endowment that God has given humanity to be able to speak. Number two, language is not natural to animals, okay? It's not natural to them. They have to be trained. Language is natural to humanity. You just need to leave the baby there to hear people speak, and the baby will start picking it up because the baby is already fitted with the with the instrument and with the ability and with the inclination to want to speak. Okay, not animals. They have to be trained. They, are, they don't have the natural ability. They don't have the natural instrument and the language is not natural to them. They have to be trained. Number three, this animal can only speak few couple of words. Like I said, the best one of them that has been done, obviously with great training, has been few hundred words. Speaking is not something that animal animals do in the wild, okay? Okay, we can put them in lab, we can quarantine them as it were, and train them and train them and train them to be able to speak. Now, animals do make sound, and those sounds do communicate things to each other, but animals do not speak. Speaking is not something that animals do in the wild, and unlike human, animal, even those ones that you trained, they cannot pass it automatically to their young one. Okay, so even though animals in a certain place, because of the <laughs> because of the ingenuity of man, and we are going to come to that if we get there today, because of the the ability that God has given man, we can even train animals to say some of the few things that we say. But even that is so different from when we talk about the fact that humanity has been given the ability to speak. Before I move on to the next one, I want to talk about something, especially for us as charismatic. Speaking in tongue takes speaking to another level. Speaking in tongue really is speaking in an unknown or in an unlearned language. Speaking in tongue is not just you blowing, you know, irreverently into the air or just praying, you know, water all around. When we speak in tongue, we are speaking, okay? Speaking in tongue is speaking. 
And that is why the Bible calls it speaking in tongue. So when we talk about speaking in tongue, it's actually speaking a language that you don't know or a language that you've not learned. And it can, be a, it can be you actually speaking in the language of men. So you can actually, when you speak in tongue, speak a language that other people can actually understand. You can actually speak the language of other people, but you have not learned it. In fact, you don't understand what you are saying, but you are perfectly speaking the language of other people. And we have stories and stories and stories of how this has happened even in our contemporary history. But we are going to take one example from the Bible. But this has happened. I've read stories of evangelists that have gone to place to, for evangelistic campaign and they didn't have interpreter and they actually prayed and God gave them this ability to be able to speak another language that they've not learned. And they didn't even understand what they were speaking, but they were perfectly speaking the language of another group of people. So speaking in tongue is speaking. You are speaking in an unknown language. Sometimes you may be speaking a tongue that nobody knows, or you are speaking in an online language. It can be the language of men. The Bible talks about the language of angels, or it can just be you speaking to God. And this is what we do in prayer. What do we do when we pray? We speak. Okay, that is what we do when we pray. That is speaking. So we are talking about this ability that God has given us by which we actually relate to God, by which we relate to each other, by which we communicate, by which we fellowship. And that is what speaking is about. And remember what we said. This is so holy. This ability for us so, to speak is holy because it's of God and it's powerful. Remember what we said the last time, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that is why when the devil got his hand on the authority that God gave to humanity, he got his hand on this ability for us to speak. And then he's been using that actually to trap us. He's been using that actually to, to as it were, expand his own kingdom through perversion of the power that God has given to man to speak. Now, let's read. Let's read Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, we read verse 4, and then we read verses 7 and 8. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. Remember, they were speaking. Okay, tongue is you are speaking. They began to speak with other tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, and not all these which speak Galileans, how and how hear we every man in his own language wherein we were born. Obviously, this was the story of what happened on the day of Pentecost to the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They were in the upper room. The Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind. Tongue of fire appeared to them, rested on each of them, and by the ability of the Holy Spirit. Now, God has given us physical ability for us to be able to speak in known language, but by the ability of the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in an unlearned language. And the Bible tells us here that because it was the period of Pentecost, there were proselytes, there were people from other languages that were there in Jerusalem at this point in time. And the Bible said they had them speak the great and mighty things of God in their own language. These are the language, all these people were Galileans. They were speaking in languages that they have not learned. One of the things I want you to see today is that when we speak in tongue, it says speaking. We are speaking. We can speak sometimes in the tongue of men, 
we can speak sometimes in the tongue of angels. So I want you to see that it was the ability that the Holy Spirit gave them to be able to speak and listen to me. That gift is available to every child of God. Now, we're not talking about speaking in tongue here, but I need to put that in, that it is an ability that God has given us. It is a tool that we need. It's one of the image of God in us. And to speak in tongue actually helps our Christian life. And when you read the book of Acts, they expect that when people get born again, they expect them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And one of the manifestations of the infilling of the Holy Spirit is that people are given this gift by the Holy Spirit to be able to speak in tongue, either speak in an unknown tongue or speak in an unlearned tongue. And that is very, very important. The Bible says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edify himself, build up himself. We build ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. It's an important aspect by which we fellowship and commune with God. So we saw that happen here in the book of Acts chapter 2, where the apostles were beginning to speak in a tongue of other people that they've not learned about. But let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we read verse 1. Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity or have not love, I am become a sounding branch or a tinkling cymbal. Paul, by the Holy Spirit, talks about the tongue of angels. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understand him, how be it in the spirit is speaketh mystery unto God. We are talking about this ability and capacity that God has given us to speak. And we are taking this a level higher by talking about speaking in tongue. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 says that we can speak in the tongue that only God understand. We can speak mystery. You know, Romans chapter 8 talks about the fact that we don't know what we should pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit can help us to, to speak mystery unto God. And when you pray, when you and I pray in the Holy Ghost, now our mind does not understand. You are not speaking in an unlearned language of a other group of people. You are actually speaking in the tongue that only God understands. The fact that you don't understand it, the fact that nobody else does not understand it, does not mean that you are just speaking gibberish. Gibberish. It may sound gibberish to you. It may sound gibberish to somebody else. But the Bible says that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men. You are not speaking to other people, unlike what we read in Acts chapter 2, but you are speaking to God. You are speaking mystery unto God. No man understand you, but how be it in the spirit you are speaking mystery unto God. So this is really, really very, very important that when we pray, we speak. Whether we are speaking in a language that we know, like 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14 and 15 say, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit pray, but my understanding is unfruitful. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. Verse 15 say, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding. You can sing just like you can speak and you can sing in the Spirit. You can sing in your known language and you can speak in tongue. The Holy Spirit is helping you to sing in the tongue of another man that you've not learned or the Holy Spirit helping you to speak or to sing in an unknown tongue to God. And this is what we do, isn't it, when we when we speak or when we pray, what do we do when we pray? When we pray, we speak. 
That is what we do. Either we are speaking in a long language or we are speaking in an unknown language. What do we do when we pray? We speak, we ask, we supplicate, we intercede, we lose and we bound, we give thanks. And these are everything that we do. These are some of the things that we do, isn't it? In the place of prayer. The place of prayer, we are not just mumbling. We are not just human. We are speaking. We are speaking. That is what we do because God has given us this ability to be. Why did God, why did God give us this image? Number one, so that we can communicate with him. And number two, so that we can rule on his behalf. Number three, so that we can communicate with one another, have fellowship with one another. And speaking is very, very important. One of the important ways by which we communicate with God and by which we communicate with one another. When we pray, we speak, we ask, we supplicate, we intercede, we lose, we bound, we give thanks, we sing in the spirit. And that is what we do. So this Ability for us to speak is very, very important. And the Bible says that we must be transformed by the renewal of our mind. Remember what we quoted the last time, that a good tree cannot bring, fat, bad, bring out bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that is why we have to hide the word of God. You know, Paul was writing to the Colossians. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly speaking. Speaking in psalms and hymns, making melody in your heart unto God as we allow the word of God to dwell in us richly. And then it begins to affect our speaking organ. We begin to bring out the word of life, we begin to bring out the word of truth. Remember what we said the last time, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue, but we can allow the word of God, hallelujah, we can allow the word of God to 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 renew us, to change the way we speak. You know, I don't think I will be able to go to the second one today. We are going to round this up. I was just remind I was just being reminded, you know, of the revival in Wales. In those days when the mind they used these animals to carry all the things they mine out of the pit. Okay. And most of these miners, they were cursing. They, 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 that's the way. That's the way they, they curse. Just like you have, you know, some people in some profession, they can curse easily. Okay, but these miners then got born again. <laughs> they got born again, and and the new life of God in them begin to affect the way they speak, begin to affect their behavior, which is what Christianity is all about. Our Christianity starts from our heart, but it affects us. It affects the way we think. It affects the way we speak. It affects the way we feel. So this miner stopped, they stopped cursing. Now, unfortunately, the animals now were totally confused <laughs> because the animals were used to responding to their curses. But what I want you to see was how the new life that they had, you know, in this revival, how it began to affect their tongue. So all the animals had to be trained now to respond to another, <laughs> another order. Hallelujah to Jesus. But that is the power in the tongue. God has given us and we must learn how to use it. And one of the things that is going to be reoccurring again and again is that this is what God has created us to be. God has given us this, this ability to speak and those ability actually generate kingdom power. The devil came and the devil perverse it. Now as Christians, we are supposed to redeem it. And this is very important. We are to redeem it and use, not use our tongue to, to as an instrument of a righteousness, but allow the word of God to flow through us. That is not going to happen automatically. We cannot just say from today, I'm just going to speak. No, 
we, it has to come as we allow the word of God to dwell in us richly, as we allow the Holy Spirit to, to change us by the washing of the water by the word, as we fill ourselves with the word of God, because ultimately it is what fills us that we come out of us, okay? And we need to do that. But not only that, then we need to start speaking. And this is very, very important. As we as we grow in our Christianity, you and I need to learn how to speak, okay? The Lord Jesus said, if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, we must learn how to speak. You know, Paul was writing, he said, because we have the same spirit of faith, we do believe and we speak. When we believe, we speak. We must learn how to release the word of faith. Now, I'm not talking about being, you know, there's some stupidity thing that walk around where people say they have faith. No, no. I'm talking about speaking the word of God, okay? I'm talking about speaking the word of God, the word of holiness, the word of righteousness, the word of God's goodness, okay? We, we're talking about the fact that when the word of God dwells in us richly and builds faith, faith in us. The Bible says that the gospel that was preached to the Israelites in the wilderness did not profit them, not being mixed in their heart with faith. As we receive the word of God, we study it, we meditate upon it, it will generate faith in our heart and that faith will begin to speak. When we have faith in our heart, we begin to speak and faith is always, always consistent with the nature of God. Faith does not speak wickedness and evil. Faith does not speak selfishness. Okay, no. When we have the faith of God, we begin to speak the word of faith. Okay, faith speaks, righteousness speaks, holiness speaks. The life of God in us is a speaking life. And we can begin to speak life into our our situation. Speak life over your children. Speak life over your spouse. Speak life over your life. Speak life over your business. Speak life over your, your, your nation. Speak life over your neighborhood. Speak life and we can begin to speak life as we allow the river of life in us to flow through us. And that is the power that God has given us. We got born again. We fill ourselves with the word of God and we allow this word to begin to flow through our life. We bless and that is what it means to bless. To bless somebody is to speak. To speak the word of faith. To speak the word of power. To speak the word of grace to speak the word of mercy, to speak the word of love. That's why how you bless people. You speak the word. The Bible says that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Isaiah 55 says, so shall my word be that has gone out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me for yes. The Lord Jesus is ultimately, fundamentally, supremely the word. But you and I can take the written living word and begin to speak it. And this is one of the image of God in us, the ability God has given us, particularly we as Christians, we that are redeemed, the ability that God has given us to be able to speak. And if you are listening to me today, God has given you the opportunity to be saved. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you will be saved. First of all, you need to understand that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. When you receive that, then you can then ask Jesus and confess him as your Lord and ask him to come and be your Lord and he will come. He will forgive you. It will change you from the inside and it will give you his Holy Spirit just like we've been talking about. And you'll begin to grow from that point onward as a daughter, as a son of God. He will walk this world with you and you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it today because tomorrow may be too late. 
We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.